Hello everyone, it's Ryan Croto here from the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. For those of you who are new listeners to the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast, we are an outpatient-based physical therapy company based in Rhode Island, and we do have one clinic in southeastern Massachusetts that evaluates and treats a plethora of conditions and injuries. This podcast series is a way to get you, the listeners, important information you need to know to stay healthy, avoid or prevent injury, help self-treat basic injuries, uh, or just learn more about the physical therapy field in general. Today, I'm joined by special guest Rachel Giordano, or Rachel Giordano, um, (laughs) who is a clinic director here at Elite Physical Therapy. She's the clinic director at our Providence Clinic on Governor Street. So Rachel, if you want to say hello to the followers. Hey, everyone. Um, so Rachel, before we get into today's discussion, which we'll be talking about concussions uh, and how you can get concussions treated through physical therapy, um, I want you to just kind of introduce yourself, talk about um, where you're from, schooling, what made you choose PT as a field. Sure. Um, I'm, I grew up right outside of Philadelphia. Um, I got my bachelor's of kinesiology from Penn State. Uh, after college, I decided to go to physical therapy school. Um, and I went to Arcadia University, where I got my doctorate. Um, I guess I chose PT kind of the way I feel like a lot of people chose PT, as in they went to PT and had good outcomes um, and kind of got the interest of how the body moved and how it worked and wanted to help people in the way I got help when I was younger. Um, from there, I moved to Providence and took my first job with Elite. And now I've been with Elite for about four and a half years and currently the director of rehabilitation at our Providence office on the east side. Um, Yeah, that's about it. Nice. You know I have to say it because I have a lot of Penn Staters in my family. We are. (laughs) Penn State. Of course, you got to say it. You got to say it. It's like religious in my household. But um, yeah, that's awesome. That's awesome. I didn't know that about you. I wish I went to Penn State. It's a great school. But I went to uh, Ithaca College, another great school. Yeah, um, awesome. direct access program for six years, but let's not uh, enough about me. Uh, let's get into the uh, topic at hand. So we're going to be talking about concussions and physical therapy. So uh, Rachel, if you want to just talk about, and it's uh, just like the basics of what exactly concussion is, because from as what I know of concussions is it's, it's not always as simple as people think, and there are different grades of concussions and different levels of concussion. So if you want to just kind of delve into the, a little bit of the anatomy of a concussion. Sure. Um, So basically, a concussion is a type of mild traumatic brain injury. Um, So there's a series of pathophysiological processes affecting the brain after it has an indirect, like a whiplash or something like that, or a direct biomechanical forces on the brain. Um, So the anatomy of it um, gets a little tricky. I think often that's where we kind of have a little misunderstanding with it's not often a structural problem occurring in the brain, like not something that we can typically uh, see on like imaging, like MRI or a CT scan, Um, but is essentially a metabolic crisis that occurs in the brain or the brainstem, and it causes the neurons that are within our brain to have a difficult time basically communicating with one another. Um, And that's why it's more of actually like a functional problem, similar to other Um, conditions that we treat in PT rather than um, basically a scary like traumatic injury to the brain where you're seeing seeing like lesions in the brain or something like that. Gotcha. So what would you say then are the most common types of concussion injuries you're seeing in the clinic? 
Um, in the clinic that I treat out of, um, I mostly see injuries or concussions associated with sport or motor, ve- motor vehicle accident. I do see a fairly young population at the Governor Street office as it's pretty close to a few colleges like Brown University. Oh, nice. And I think that's something about like concussions that a lot of people, a lot of people think concussions and I feel like they just think sports, but it is important to understand that you can have concussions from just general whiplash injuries or work-related injuries as well. Um, So if you wouldn't mind, Rachel, just kind of walking us through like a screening you would normally do uh, for someone who's coming in when you see the diagnosis of a concussion and they're coming to PT, what is, what is something you would do differently during that screening than obviously if I came in for something like knee pain or just neck pain? Sure. Um, so a lot of the, the beginning parts of the evaluation or screen for a concussion will be similar. Um, I think a large part of what we gain in information from our patients is that subjective portion and that communication you have with your patient. So all the information of how their injury happened and all the symptoms that they feel is so important for us um, to diagnose um, their concussion. Uh, Often the subjective information of different symptoms from headaches or dizziness or even just being sensitive to sound will let you know that this patient is experiencing and confirming a concussion versus more of like a whiplash associated disorder um, where a lot of the symptoms overlap, but you can have very different prognoses. Um, very different from a standard um, interview that you might do. However, we are looking more at their cognitive performance, um, looking at their memory and concentration. And there's a lot of validated tests that we can use. The one I use is called the SCAT-5. Um, and I just have like a, a piece of paper that I, I run through with them and looking at how they respond to different questioning. Um, and then from there, I also assess their eyes and the vestibular deficits where with a knee pain, you might have them balancing on foam, but we're kind of looking at a couple of different things while doing the same type of test. Um, but what's important also with these tests is we don't want to flare them up too much. A lot of these patients are very, um, provocative when they come in. So it might not be very important to do everything at once. A lot of these patients are going to come in with numerous and numerous symptoms, So kind of picking and choosing what you assess when they come in the first visit um, is going to be important to make sure that you're not kind of flaring up their symptoms before they go. Gotcha. So is there different types of, I guess, activities that would offset someone's concussion symptoms more so than someone else's? So I guess what I'm trying to say is not all concussions are the same. Like as far as I understand, there's like the Buffalo concussion treadmill test that people will use um, where you can have kind of exertional based like symptoms. And then you have obviously you were kind of discussing um, with like eye movements and things like that of that nature that can actually aggravate your concussion. Um, so if you want to delve a little bit more into that, just the different, I guess, types of, um, I guess, activities that would onset um, symptoms more so just so people know that it's not, you know, they're not all just one category or um for sure. Yeah, that's a good question. Um, and I like how you point out like the exertional part of like a treadmill test, because that's exactly what it is. It's measuring um, that patient's threshold to aerobic ac- activity. Like I said, it's a metabolic issue. Um, so whenever we increase the demand for oxygen throughout the body um, with exercise like walking or lifting, that's going to require more oxygen and may create more symptoms in the brain. Um, but exertion doesn't have to be necessarily physical either. 
anything that's going to be an increased stress. So having to think um, very hard, like on a test or with a job, that falls in the category of more of a cognitive or fatigue um, aspect of it. Um, often or more commonly what we're doing now is trying to categorize a concussion uh, or a patient with a concussion similar to how you might do with a patient that walks in with low back pain where you might categorize them in to different ca- um, treatment plans um, to kind of progress or plan of care from there. We'll do the same thing with concussion. So we have six known trajectories that we use, um, them being cervical, ocular motor, vestibular, uh, migraine, the cognitive or fatigue, and then also anxiety or mood. Um, and rarely is someone going to walk in with just one type of trajectory. It's often going to be a multitude, and sometimes one in you may present with symptoms of each category. So, for example, like a patient with um, a more of a trajectory of cervical, they might have like stiffness or neck pain. Um, where vestibular, they might have dizziness. Um, so these symptoms kind of overlap a little bit, but it's important to identify in which kind of category your patient falls into because every concussion is going to be very different from one another, like you said, um, which will re- require an individualized like treatment plan. Oh, wow. That's awesome. See, that's a lot of great information right there. I didn't even know that there was six categories. Um, <laughs> I thought there was only like three or four, but that's good to know. And I think it's I think it's awesome that you touched on all six of those and let people know that you know there's there's just like a plethora of different things that can affect you and your concussion, and that not any concussion is the same. And I guess that leads me into or a great segue into what do you do as a physical therapist who can specialize kind of in treating concussion and vestibular patients? Um, what do you do or what can PT do to help these people? What are exercises you're doing? Um, if you want to just list a couple of examples based on those six different kind of subgroups. Yeah, absolutely. And that's actually a question I get from some of my patients, um, especially patients. So they're young and they've experienced a head injury and now symptoms are going on for a month or a year even. Um, so they asked me like, how is this going to help? Um, so just like we would identify any impairments with the knee pain, um, in so many words, we just treat the impairments. Um, so when I do an exam and look at, um, the deficits that may fall into any of those trajectories, that's kind of where we start. There is, that can be very overwhelming for both the PT and the patient when a patient comes in with thousands of different symptoms and and falls into every category, but there is some sort of system into um, treating that where you might start with the eyes before you fix the vestibular system because one's going to affect the other. Um, So that could, that would be like an example for some exercises is most patients, I give them some sort of gaze stabilization exercise, um, but it could vary just on the complexity or the intensity based on that patient. Um, So that might include things like training your eyes to converge um, in order to focus on an object. Um, Or it could be like tracking moving objects. And those types of things um, are going to help with headaches and and other symptoms of fatigue with the computer. Um, I think sometimes we get overwhelmed when we have all these symptoms, but your eyes are controlled by muscles, just like every other part of your body. Um, So if we can train the muscles to do different things, it's going to immediately reduce symptoms. Um, The other thing, like you mentioned, the treadmill test, um, conditioning Mm -hmm. is actually 
a big part of like some of the training um, to get back to either working 40 hour days or, or playing sports or like playing football. Um, we would get them on to, with a treadmill test, um, get them on a home program for walking or jogging or biking at a certain heart rate in order to um, steadily increase that and get back to 100% tolerance of activity. Yeah, no, that's awesome. And I, and I think that's something that uh, not a lot of people really know about. I don't feel like people th- associate, you know, concussion rehabilitation with PT right off the bat, but there is so much knowledge we have on the subject matter and how there's a lot we can do to treat, um, you know, people who have mm-hmm. su- suffered concussions. How long would you say um, if I was coming in and I suffered a concussion, if I ask you, uh, how long should rehabilitation take? How long should I have these symptoms of a concussion for? How would you answer that um, to a patient? Yeah, it's a really good question. Definitely, again, a question that I get a lot in the clinic. Um, symptoms of a concussion um, could actually resolve on their own between like one to two weeks. Um, but again, like you do see people coming in for after a year. So the answer to that question is going to really depend on kind of what the treatment and um, process was like after you endured a head injury. Um, you're in a very sensitive phase right after a head injury, and that's when you hear all about all this rest, um, like parents telling their kids just rest. And um, that is definitely correct, but I think it gets overdone. Like I've seen students come to PT and they rested for two months. Um, science or evidence right now would say that a relative rest is most recommended between 24 to 48 hours. And that's everything that you might hear um, on TV or different literature, um, like limiting your screen time or taking a break from school or work and sleep, um, getting more sleep. But that's, again, it should only follow like one to three days. And then it's so important to get back to your normal daily life. Like you shouldn't be taking these like naps throughout the day or, or taking off work for a prolonged amount of time. Um, Mm -hmm. and that's like those people, a lot of times that don't maybe get the treatment when they should, um, and kind of just deal with headaches on and off and they're 98% functional. Otherwise, um, those are the people that are going to be more susceptible to injury down the line. Um, so that's all going to relate to like what your prognosis is. Yeah. And that's. And that brings me even to like another great question uh, would be, when do you think it's appropriate for someone to go see a PT? Like, and you kind of already answered it. It sounds like the answer is pretty, pretty darn quickly. You shouldn't wait more than a day or two until you try to get in and see a PT if, um, if you're having like very intense symptoms or, or is it more you wait? And if it's not, um, I guess, self-healed in a week or two, that's when you go to see a PT. Yeah. So I definitely think if it's not healed, like you said, in one to two weeks, you should go see a PT. Um, Because like I said, rarely am I seeing a patient like that. Um, Having good communication with the health services and the universities nearby, I can get maybe to see a patient maybe three weeks to four weeks after an injury. Um, But I would recommend immediately to go get assessed. and just get a good recommendation of what you should do over the next couple of weeks, whether it was like you're getting started with PT right then and there, or if maybe you're just giving some a few um, pieces of advice from your physical therapist of what to do over the next couple of days to monitor um, and progress yourself through this injury. Gotcha. Perfect. Well, thanks for all the great information 
right there, Rachel. That's a lot. I learned a lot. I know a lot of people, um, anyone who suffered a concussion, which is a lot of Americans or people around the world, um, especially younger athletes, if you're listening on the podcast, uh, if you're playing any contact sports, um, this would be a great podcast for you to listen to. And obviously, I don't know if Rachel has any openings in your schedule, but I'm sure she'd love to help you. Um, but Rachel, thanks again for all the information on concussions and physical therapy and how they're how they're related. Um, thank you again. Sure, no problem. And thank you to everyone who tuned in for today's episode. Uh, we appreciate all of our listeners and followers here at the Elite Physical Therapy Podcast. Uh, remember to follow Elite Physical Therapy on all of our social media platforms, such as Instagram and Facebook, by just typing in Elite Physical Therapy. If you have any aches or pains uh, or plan on having an elective surgery, feel free to give us a call at our main number at 401 737 4581 or schedule an appointment via our website at elitephysicaltherapy.com. Tune in for another episode coming up uh, later this week or possibly next week. Uh, I actually forgot to ask you, Rachel, before I even let you go, I I do want to ask you, um, what is your favorite? And I asked everyone this. I don't know why I forgot. What's your favorite body region to treat or your favorite deficit to treat? Now, if it's concussions or vestibular, you've already talked a lot about it, but (laughs) I would like you to explain, I guess, why you like treating that so much. Uh, And if not, what is what is your favorite deficit? And and I know we like treating everything as PTs. I tell everyone that they feel guilty that they have to pick one, but you had to pick one. Sure. Yeah, I definitely do really uh, enjoy treating people with concussions. Um, I think it's something the reason to go into why um, I think people who struggle with vestibular problems or concussions, a lot of times um, they develop like chronic problems. And it's because these problems go without really being recognized. Um, I think for a long time, we didn't know PTs treated um, concussions or vestibular problems. So they're on a slew of medications or um, just not getting the help that they need. Um, And when you see someone with like knee pain, they're limping or with a broken arm, they have a cast on, but you don't see like what people are feeling when they have suffered from a concussion or they're experiencing dizziness with um, vertigo or other vestibular issues. So I really do enjoy working with these people to help them get back to where they want to be and reach all the goals that they want to do. Awesome. Well, you heard it here. Uh, that was Rachel with a lot of great information on concussions and PT. Um, and I will see all the listeners on our next episode, which should be coming up, like I said, later in the week, if not next week.